evening of the theme uh, today. We're in Ephesians chapter 6. I encourage you as, you, uh, as we do repetition to, uh, you know, to, to look up from the words as much as possible and seek to, to commit them to, to memory. These are great verses to take along the way. What better verses to have in our heart and to, to take with us, be equipped by, than uh, this, this, this theme here, being strong day by day in the Lord and the power of His might. And uh, just thinking about daily putting on the armor of God. And we're getting down to those last uh, pieces. I'll be thorough in the armor. We don't want to have any chinks in the armor as it is, and any openings. You know, the devil will find those. Uh, the devil will find uh, how to get in uh, to those unprotected um, uh, places. And, uh, and all of us have had times, you know, where we perhaps have not had the armor on uh, the way that, that, that we should, or we haven't been thorough in the armor. We've, we've been wounded. Uh, we've experienced what it is to... Uh, to, to to, to go a period of time uh, without being thorough in the armor. And that's not a place where we want to continue. Uh, we want to get that shored up, and, and the Lord has been teaching us uh, about that. So we have the theme on the wall there, you know, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Uh, and uh, we, we've, we've gone a little further with that. Uh, we've we've uh, talked about being strong in the Lord, the power of His might, uh, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Well, back up to the beginning of the verse. Does anybody know what the first part of the verse says before, uh, before our theme here? Without looking. You probably already have it. Right. Uh, finally, my brethren. Finally, my brethren. And so it's just an encouragement, you know, to, to his brothers and sisters in the Lord. We're in this battle together. Right? I have, a, I have a great interest in you as my brother or as my sister to be strong in the Lord, to be protected, because you know, I know the devil's after you. If you're doing anything for God, you know the devil's after you. And I want to see you protected. I want to, I want to see you uh, strong in him. And so finally, my brother. So we'll add that phrase at the beginning, and then we'll go uh, through uh, to, to the phrase that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We'll go up to that, that point, maybe rehearse it a couple of times. All right? So we'll start with finally, my brother. Ready? Finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. All right, we'll just repeat that again. Ready? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And you can continue to work on that. Uh, work ahead if you want. Uh, I would not be discouraged if you had a lot of this memorized before we got to it, okay? I would not be like, well, you should have waited for us. <laughs> I think that'd be great. So if you want to work, and especially you young people, you know, I mean, you can, you can probably uh, jump on that a couple times, and you'll have it, and you keep rolling on it. Uh, memorize the, uh, the, the armor of God. So you can get up in the morning, and you can think about that without even looking at it. All right, you know. Have I, have I put on truth today? Check, you know. Have I thought about uh, walking in a righteous, obedient manner uh, today? You know, check. And you just go right down through that, that list uh, to, to the glory of God. Let's have a word of prayer together, and then we'll look at another uh, piece of the armor today. It is, uh, this is probably my favorite one to preach on, all right? And so I'm very enthused about this message. It's so encouraging to me. It really... Without this part of the armor, there'd be no use for preaching. There'd be no reason really for us to be here today. Uh, there wouldn't be much direction for our life at all. And, uh, and so this is, this is, uh, is going to be wonderful. Let's pray. Lord, I just pray that uh, as we look at your word, 
that we would be in awe of it, that we would have very clearly in our minds and hearts that these are your hearts, these are your very words preserved for us today for, to communicate to us, to, to give us uh, a pertinent truth, uh, Lord, to work in our hearts, to bring us to points of decision. Lord, I pray that there never be a message that is preached from this pulpit that would not uh, lead us to a place of decision and that, that we would always be, be ready when we, when we sit before your, your, your word to respond. Uh, Lord, to see that it's good and that it's what we need and that you're here to help us. And, and Lord, I pray that that would be so true uh, today. And we, we know it will be. Uh, thank you, Lord. Just use, it, use uh, your spirit to convict us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we saw as we go down through the, uh, the, the armor uh, here, uh, we know that there is a battle, that we're, we're, we're wrestling really in a spiritual battle, even though it seems many times, I know, I know, because I'm just like you are, it seems like we're wrestling, we're fighting people, right? Uh, we're, we're fighting just physical uh, things, circumstances and, and flesh and blood. But, uh, but we know because the Bible opens up our eyes to this reality that there's a lot more going on than what we can see. And uh, that can be a scary thing in a way, but if we, if we have our armor on, it's okay. We're protected. We're strong in the spiritual realm uh, because God sees it all. He is His Spirit, and, uh, and, and He is the Mighty One. And so as we've gone down, down through the, uh, the armor, uh, starting there in uh, uh, verse 13, it says, Wherefore, take you unto the whole armor of God. And uh, having that belt, uh, your loins girt about, verse 14, with truth. So we talked about truth. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. We talked about righteousness, having on the breastplate of righteousness. These are protections for us. Truth is a protection. Doing what's right, choosing to obey God is, is a protection. Um, and then we talked about uh, how God protects us with the gospel. Your feet shod of the preparation of the gospel of peace. When you remember that you are a gospel bearer, that your feet, wherever they go, they're meant to be, to, to be taking the gospel, to be showing the gospel, to be protect, pro, uh, proclaiming the gospel. That's a great protection for you. That's a great piece of, the, uh, of armor. Because if, if, if we're not keeping that in mind, we're just kind of going, you know, uh, randomly and passing through places without being sharp as to what, what our purpose is, then we're going to be missing this protection. And uh, we're going to be missing opportunities. And we're going to succumb to circumstances and, and discouragement and the ups and downs of things. And we're going to be all over the place. All right. So we keep an even keel by uh, taking the gospel, uh, the preparation of the gospel of peace with us. We talked about faith. Above all, taking the shield of faith. You know, through all of this, we have to keep trusting God at his word. Keep taking God at his word. We, we have to have faith that what he says is true is true. What he says is right is worthy of obeying. It takes faith. We're, we're, we're believing him. That's really what we're saying there, right? We're believing him. We're believing him when it comes to the gospel and that it's always a, a, you know, a good cause to, to take forward. And uh, so with faith. And above all, taking the shield of faith where, wherewith you may be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, fiery darts, that's not a pleasant thought. And... It can be intimidating to think that, that, that there is a, uh, there's a wicked one who's after us and is, and is seeking to pierce us with fiery darts. But here, you know, it says that, that's taken care of with the armor. You know, through faith we can have that shield that quenches those fiery darts of the wicked. 
And then we talked about the assurance of salvation, taking the helmet of salvation. And uh, probably, I mean, I love preaching on each one of these points, but that, that and the one we're going to look at today, right, right there together, just the protection of the assurance of salvation in our lives. Knowing that that's taken care of. The power and protection that gives us to move forward. You don't have to be insecure. You don't have to have uh, um, you know, that constant uh, guilt of, if I did enough today, uh, what do I have to accomplish today in order to secure that? That's taken care of. You know, an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, reserved in heaven uh, for you, as the Bible, as the Bible says. And, uh, and today, we're going to look at the protection of the Word of God. With the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword, the sword of the Spirit. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, boys tend to like things like swords, right? And I think the reason why they like them is because they've seen depictions of what can be done you know, with a sword. It's, uh, it's something that, that kind of shows, you know, power and, and conquest. And, you know, having some, some ability to wield that. I love the story of one of David's mighty men. Uh, that held on to that sword, protecting the ground that God had given him to protect. Right? And we kind of joke about it sometimes. I mean, he's fighting for a bean patch there, right? A field of lentils. But God has said, you know, this is some land that you're supposed to stand on and you're supposed to protect. And he held on to that sword and held on to that sword to the degree it got to the point, you know, he couldn't even unwrap his hand from it. It's like the sword became a part of his body, right? And I think that's a little bit of what we're talking here when it comes to the Word of God. You know, we're thinking about that armor, that sword just becoming an extension of us as Christians. It's something we're holding on to day by day. We're wielding that thing so that, you know, it's like, it's like you know, it becomes a part of us, as it were. We don't, we don't take our hand uh, off of it. And uh, we, 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 we stand on that ground that God has given us with the Word of God. And, uh, and, and we're going uh, to uh, hold that land at all costs by His power. I love the passage in Hebrews chapter 4. Let's go there. Hebrews chapter 4, it talks about the sword of the Spirit here and just gives us a little more of a picture of the sword of the Spirit. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. So part of the armor is the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of what? It's the word of God. Think about that. The word of Almighty God. You know, is, when you grow up around Christianity, that can just become a phrase that doesn't have much impact if we're not careful. And the Bible is just something, you know, we take to a certain place and we toss it, you know, to the side when we're done being there. Uh, throughout the week, collects dust and we, you know, get to pick it up and it's kind of part of the tradition of what we do. It's the Word of God, the Bible says here. And, uh, and it says here in verse 12, look at this. It says, for the Word of God is quick. It's alive. It's, it's energetic. It's quick and it is what? It is powerful. Now, I think of some illustrations of, you know, uh, I like athletics and, and, uh, and Paul sometimes used, used illustrations from athletics. He even used boxing illustrations, you know, you know fighting like a boxer, you know, beating the air. And uh, I, I didn't watch boxing very much uh, for a while, but I used to watch uh, boxing some. And they had, they had uh, some, some boxers that were called the flyweight. Anybody ever watched the, the flyweight boxers? And, yeah, and those guys would get in there, and uh, they would throw like, you know, 50 punches a minute. The little flyweights. Just, it's like they were just flailing away. Like they could go a whole round and just punch and punch and punch and punch and punch. 
And there was a lot of quickness there, but there wasn't a whole lot of power with the flyweights. You know? And then you had some of these big heavyweights, right? And you could have the flyweight go against a heavyweight, and the flyweight could be punch, 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 50 punch, and then the heavyweight could go boom, and that'd be it. You know, that'd be the flyweight, that'd be it for him. All right? Uh, but, you know, then, then sometimes you'd have these, these heavyweights, and the heavyweights didn't have a whole lot of, they had power, but they didn't have a lot, whole lot of quickness. And uh, by the time their powerful punch would get to somebody, you know, if they were, they were going against a quick guy, the guy would just dodge them, they'd do the boxing moves. And, and they might be as powerful as the day is long, but if they can't connect, then what good is that? There's no quickness there, right? And so the best boxers, and I remember, I mean, for whatever you think of them, this is just uh, the, the illustration. That was that guy named Mike Tyson. And in his prime, that guy packed power and speed. And nobody could stop him. I mean, he would just buzz through those guys. I mean, guys that were bigger and stronger than him, because he had that power with speed, I mean, he would just go after them. And, and a lot of his knockouts were in the first round, right? I uh, think of another, uh, other, you know, maybe like in baseball. You have some guys that are fast, but they can just plink little hits, right? You have some guys that are strong, but they can't get around the bases unless they hit it out of the yard, right? They got to, you know, they got to hit it out so they can lumber around the bases. You get those guys though that are strong and fast at the same time. Like I think there's a guy named Mike Trout, uh, and and uh, he he's known for he's fast, but he's also very powerful. And man, those guys, those guys may make a, an extra impact. Uh, and you see what I'm saying here is whatever, whatever context you want to think about this, you think about speed, something that's alive plus powerful. It's amazing to me, some of these uh, uh, football players, they weigh 250, you know, up, to, up towards 300 pounds, but they, they're fast now. Those guys, those guys can fly around like... like uh, 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 like the, uh, who are the guys that protect the passes uh, long? The fast guys. Huh? Safeties, yeah, the, the, uh, there's another name for them. But um, anyways, those guys have to be really fast because they have to go with the fast receivers. But then the linebackers, they just, they used to be, they were just huge guys that stood behind the, the line. And if the running back got through the, the uh, you know, the, the defensive line, then they would just kind of plug a hole, you know, hope to stay in their way, boom, and they bounce off and fall down. That's the way it used to be for linebackers. It's not the way any, any, anymore. Those linebackers are like, they have power, plus they have speed. So I'll give you three illustrations there, but the, we're coming back here to this, that, you know, that the Bible is said to be quick and powerful. Quick and powerful. And for as much as we might be impressed, you know, in the athletic realm of quick and powerful, I can tell you that, that that's nothing. That pales in comparison to the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, its quickness, and its power. And if we could just get a picture of that, of the, of, of the, um, the effectiveness and the power of the Word of God, we would never be ashamed of it. Look, a person that's embarrassed to identify with the Bible... They have no clue. They have no clue. I mean, would somebody be embarrassed to, say, to identify with something that is the quickest and the most powerful that there is? Hey, you know, that's my friend there. I mean, look at what, you know, what they can do. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're big, they're strong, they're fast. Look at their prowess. You know, I got their autograph or whatever. Look, when somebody is kind of like ashamed, kind of sheepish about being a believer in the Bible, they, they have no idea. They have no idea. It's the Word of God. 
It's quick. It is powerful, the Bible says, and it protects us uh, in our Christian life. And that's why we spend time with it, you know? That's why we, we memorize it. That's why we, we come and we rally around it. That's why we get our hand onto that truth. And we take that truth into that ground that God has given us. And we stand that ground with that truth. And uh, with the sword of the Spirit. It says, for the sword of the Spirit is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a picture in and of itself uh, there. Um, what does it do? It says, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. Look at this. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there's something about God's word that gets right to the heart of the matter. I can't tell you how many times there's been something going on in my life and God will give me, you know, graciously bring me and it, it does cut both ways, you know, and it is a bit painful in a way. And it, it, I can feel that, that, that the quickness and the power you know, of it coming upon me, but it's just what I need. It's just the truth that I needed for that time that God brings. He's discerned what's in my heart. He brings what is needful to me in, 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 a, in a powerful way. And, you know, I mean, for, for something that, that uh, it might take a counselor, a kind of a humanistic counselor, if they ever unwrap it, you know, it might take them months and years to unwrap what's going on in a person's life. The, the Bible can do it instantaneously. There's something about the counsel of God's word that rises above the counsel of any other. You know, Jesus himself is called wonderful, and he is called what? Counselor. And Jesus is the living word. What we have in the Bible is, is Jesus put into word, <laughs> into written word. And, and, and so, you know, don't underestimate what the Bible can do for you. I mean, look, I, I'm not against, you know, meeting with people and counseling them, but if I'm, not, if I'm not bringing them biblical truth, I have very little, if anything, to offer. And a lot of times, you know what it comes down to? You know what the best counseling comes down to? Obey what you already know that the Bible told you. The quickness and the power of God that's already been manifested to you, respond to that. <laughs> and when you respond to that, it's amazing you know, how, how, how much uh, uh, protection and power that brings to our lives. And, uh, you know, and, and of course, uh, when, we know, when, when we've been equipped by the Bible, then God can use that to help us help others with it as well. So I'm not minimizing that, that aspect of it. You know, there are times when, when obviously another Christian would then, you know, be used of God in the life of, of, of somebody to say, hey, th let's look at what the Bible says. You know, what do you think the Bible says about that? Um, yeah, how can, uh, let's find out what's really going on in our hearts because, you know, the Bible, the Bible is, it, it does understand the thoughts and the intents of our hearts. And it can draw those things out and it can bring us truth in a quick, powerful way that, uh, that will give us the answers that we need to be victorious. And so we're talking about the Word of God uh, here, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful book. It's a book like none other. By the Word of God, kings rule wisely. Christians walk victoriously. Demons are defeated. Sinners are convicted. The discouraged are given hope. Leaders are equipped. Truth seekers are illuminated. The thirsty are refreshed. Believers are sustained. Homes are strengthened. The lost are guided to truth. And we could say so much more there. That's just a little, just a, just a brief list of what the Word of God uh, is and does. The Word of God is the Word of the Almighty Creator of the universe. Uh, 
It is his mind and heart communicated to mankind. Did you catch that? (laughs) It is the mind of the almighty creator of the universe communicated to mankind. Think about that for a minute. Think about that for a minute. Let's go back to uh, to Ephesians chapter 6. And uh, we just want to keep this in context of the, the, uh, uh, of the, the armor. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. And as you take unto you the armor of God, when you wield the sword of the Spirit, you know, these are some things that I've found just practically and experientially, based upon God's Word, that, that, that I have uh, experienced of the power and the protection that God's Word has given me. One of the things that God's Word gives me of protection is it gives me, it gives me my purpose. It gives me my purpose. Psalm 139 says, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that uh, uh, my soul knoweth right well. My, my substance was not hid from thee, when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. In thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet was none of them. Now listen to this. How precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! Is God's word and the thoughts that God has towards you and his purpose for your life, are they precious to you? Is it precious for you to think that God had a plan for you as he was even weaving you in your mother's womb? As he uh, wonderfully made you? As he miraculously fashioned you? Is it precious for you to think that that same God that made you and fashioned you in your mother's womb has continued to be a part of your life till this day? And he has thoughts concerning you. (laughs) And he has uh, uh, thoughts that he wants to convey to you through his word. He wants you to to go with purpose and seek out his purpose for your life each day by spending time with his thoughts. They can be fresh to you every day of his mercy. They can renew your perspective of what your purpose is um, uh, day by day. And... uh, Look, for me, the, the protection of God's Word, a lot of it has to do with, with the purpose that it gives me. I'm not just floundering around. You know, I'm not just kind of continuously trying to find the meaning of it. You know, I don't have to go on a, a, a long, a solitary wilderness journey to find myself. Not, nothing wrong with going by ourselves sometimes, but I'm just saying that, you know, God's Word gives me purpose. <laughs> I know who made me. I know why he put me here. I get his thoughts on what I'm supposed to be doing while I'm here. And I know where I'm headed. Hey, look, the Bible answers all the big questions of life. And it answers, it gives us what our purpose is. And, uh, and that's a wonderful protection to us. It also, oh, I just wanted to read one uh, a verse from Psalm 119. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Does your heart seek purpose from God's word? That will protect you. Well, not only does, does it give us purpose, but it gives us promises. It gives us many promises. And uh, 
Oh, you know, I, I, uh, I, think, I think it would be great if we just took a moment and you just give me some promises that you can think of. Just give me some promises. Whatever first promise comes from, from, from the Bible that he's given you and some protection to you in your life, uh, just, just speak it right out. Give me one. Who'll start? A promise. Oh, never, okay, that was, that was in unison, the same one. God put that together. All right, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Someone give me another promise. Okay, he forgives us. Yes, another promise. The promise of eternal life. That was hard to beat. Yes. What else? His mercy. His mercy, as we spoke of, is new every morning. What a wonderful promise that is. Now, there's, there's, this is about every day I need to, I need to, I need to wake up to the, to, to the fact that God is merciful. Lord, thank you for that. Another promise. God's word. The promise of his love. Yes, what else? Give me a couple more. He giveth more grace, mega grace, <laughs> to the humble, yes, to the de- those that depend upon him. Another promise. If any man lack God, if any man lack wisdom, one lack of God, he Yeah, what a great promise. Do you ever lack wisdom? Yeah, we all do. Well, that's a great promise for you right there. If you're one that lacks wisdom, you're in good company, and each one of us can go to the Lord and ask Him for wisdom, and He wants to dispense that. So many promises. Look, those promises are from God's Word. They only hold water because they're from God. God that always keeps His promises. What does the Bible say? The Bible says uh, in 2 Corinthians 1.20, For all the promises of God in Him are yea, and in Him amen. That means that every promise that God's given, you can count on. You can count on every one of those. And, uh, and, 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 you know, I mean, hey, look, people, politicians, they can make all kinds of promises, all kinds of flowery speeches as to what they think people want to hear, right? To use to manipulate people. I mean, people can do that. People have all kinds of persuasions. But look, God doesn't just make flowery speeches. He doesn't just get our hopes up. He makes a promise and it's yay and it's amen. We can count on that. And that's a great protection for us, isn't it? Isn't that a great protection? Doesn't that give you power along the way to know that you can depend upon God's promises? And uh, what you need to, you know, you need to familiarize yourself uh, with those for them to be, to be effective. And then also I've, I've, I've enjoyed the, and profited from the fact immensely that God, through His Word, gives us sure prophecy. He gives us sure prophecy. Go to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Let's look at verses 19 to 21. Giving us sure prophecy. Now, prophecy is just taking the thoughts of God and, and, and transferring them or proclaiming them. Um, not all prophecy has to do with foretelling the future. Sometimes prophecy is just a foretelling of truth. Uh, sometimes it does foretell. Uh, but look, no matter what, it's a short prophecy if it's from God's Word. And, uh, and the, kind of the, the, the church age equivalent of prophecy is, is, is uh, for the, for, in a, to a large degree, is preaching. And so we need to preach according to God's Word so that it's short. 
And here in verse 19 it says, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, is unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. That's a very important truth right there. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And so what, what, what have I gleaned from God's word for power and protection? Uh, prophecy. You know, I, I know the important things that the future holds that God felt like we needed to know. That gives me protection in my life. You know, I, 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 know, I know ultimately how things are going to pan out in the big picture of things. And, uh, and then just the, the, uh, the impact that the truth being proclaimed has had in my life. It's just a wonderful thing. It's something that uh, um, I can say, man, I need that armor all the time. I need that armor. I love it when I hear my boys just listen to, to, to preach, choosing to just listen to some preaching. Listen to some preaching, you know. And, I, and, and I'll go by their room or sometimes even sit in the kitchen to just be listening to preaching. Taking in that prophecy. That's a soul in the spirit. <laughs> it's quick and it's powerful. Um, hey, look, you know, I'm, I enjoy a little sports radio once in a while. I enjoy a little bit, you know, the depressing uh, 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 talk show, politics shows, you know. Those are always uplifting. All the good news of what, you know, we can look forward to. Hey, look, I enjoy little samplings of those. But prophecy from God's word, that's armor of God. That's armor. There's no substitute for that. Um, and, uh, and, and so I, I praise the Lord for it. And then uh, we talked about perspective. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Look, learning to see everything around you through the lens of God's word will give you the perspective that you need, the protection of perspective that you need. The world is lacking perspective. They don't have any frame of reference for the things that are going on. You know, and, and so it's really just a, it's just a wild trial and error all the time. And it's just all of, it comes down to selfish motivations. There's no perspective. There's no perspective of truth and protection and power that only comes from the, the sword of the Spirit. And then, as we spoke of also, it gives us the ultimate plan. It gives us the ultimate plan. Psalm 119, verse 130 says, The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just be blunt with you. You're simple-minded. Compared to God. Not compared to me. You're probably somewhat brilliant compared to me. But compared to God, we're all simple-minded. You know what God does? He says, hey, uh, I'm going to help you out. Now, I did make you in my image. You can come and you can reason with me. But as the author of wisdom, and as the one who has put the plan into motion and is ultimately going to carry it out, come to me and find out what that is. I'll open that up to you. I'll, keep, I'll give you the big picture uh, plan so you can have power and you can have protection in your daily life, because in daily life, you know, you get zoomed in on things, don't you? Right? Are you like me? You get zoomed in on things. There's a lot of things happening right there. Hey, look, as those things are happening right there, you've got to have the big picture plan in mind. You've got to keep that big picture plan in mind. Or those little, that thing you're, you're zoomed in right there is going to eat you up. 
It's going to slap you all over the place. You've got to keep the big picture plan that God has given in mind. And there's a lot of truth uh, uh, for that in, 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 uh, in His Word. And also I've experienced, you know, with the Bible, with the sword of the Spirit, I've experienced something pure. Something pure. The Word of God, the Bible says, is very pure. Psalm 119, 140. The Word of God is very pure. Now, how many things can you say are very pure? 100% pure. God's Word is pure. God's Word is pure. And uh, I've, I've, I've experienced the reality of that. I can count on God's Word. The sword of the Spirit, quick and powerful. It's the Word of God, and it is very pure. Aren't you thankful that God has, has, has given us uh, His Word in, in our language? What a blessing that is. I mean, think about the treasure that you have there. Maybe you have five or six, seven or eight, ten, a dozen Bibles around your house. I wanted to say kicking around your house, but hopefully that's not the case. You know, hopefully they're, they're there. It's the sword of the Spirit. You pick that thing up and you realize you, what you wield when you wield that, when you handle that. Um, and, uh, you, know, you know what the warfare really is that's going on today to a large degree? The spiritual, it's informational warfare. You know what the devil, he's an expert in informational warfare. Informational warfare. Bringing us words that confuse and disorientate and deceive. And ultimately, because you know this going back to the first two human beings, undermining the truth of God's word. It's information warfare. It's God's word in all other words, right? And unless those other words come in conformity to God's word, they're worthless. They're just going to they're, they're 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 distract. They're going to uh, lead us into foolishness. Righteousness, the Bible says, exalted the nation. If a nation isn't looking, if, if, if the information that's given to a, even a nation, let alone to a, you know, a church, an individual, information warfare. Who holds the bullhorn, right? Who is the one who is in control of, of, of giving the information? Hey, look, that's why, that's why, you know, there's nothing magical about coming into a church building, except for the fact that we want to hear from God, <laughs> This is information warfare. We want to become, we want to say, what does God say about things? What does He say is true? Because I'll tell you what, there's a lot of competing voices out there. And a lot of voices that are giving you everything except the truth. What happens? Well, you know, I mean, they say you say a lie enough times and long enough, and a bunch of people will believe it. It's amazing. Hey, look, you look at, you look at some people that you're frustrated because they're believing certain things, maybe, today. You know, someone you love, you care about. How can they believe that? Well, what's happened is there's been information warfare in their heart and mind. <laughs> and the more they've heard something, you know, given to them, wrapped up all nice and pretty as truth, the more they heard that, even though it was a lie, it chipped away and then it became, you know, they took it to heart. They took it to heart. That's how it happens. That's how it happens. Now look, in the information warfare, know this that no truth can stand up to the quick and powerful truth of God's Word. It's transformational in lives, and you've seen that. It transcends cultures and times, and you can see that. It endures to today. It is timeless. 
And it is always truth. The Bible says, Thy word is truth. And the truth does what? It sets people free. And uh, look, man, never be ashamed of the word of God. You got, I mean, apart from the, the, the living word, Jesus Christ himself, you have the thing that's most worthy of being identified in this old, fallen, broken down world. That's the Bible. What do you think it is that God tries to make grown men be embarrassed of the Bible? Well, not God, the devil does that. Why does the devil do that? Well, because he knows that that's where they're going to get their power from. He knows that they're defeated already if they're embarrassed about this. Yeah, look at sissy, you got your Bible there, right? Oh, you're going to church with all those women. Why is it sometimes that the women have more of a grasp of the power and, 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 uh, and, 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 and the authority of God's word than men do? I don't know. I think that's all the devil, don't you? It's information warfare. You know what we need? We need men that say, I'm going to pick up that sword of the Spirit. I'm going to be a leader with that. I'm going to hold that high in my family. I'm going to say, this is what we're going to go with right here. This is what's going to endure. This is the most powerful thing that there is. This is what's transformational. This is what's timeless. This is from Almighty God. And I'm going to lead ahead unashamedly wherever this takes us as a leader, wherever I am. That's all we need. And uh, hey, look, you know, I'm thankful for godly women as well. I'm thankful that God has put godly women in my life that have helped me at different times. But men, we need to step up when it comes to getting our hand on that sword, on the ground that God has put it on, and you hold on to that thing, and you swing that until it just becomes a part of you, wherever you are. And uh, it's the greatest cause there is. Uh, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Christian, don't you think that's going to protect you along the way? Also, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. How did Jesus model to us, men? How did Jesus model to us to resist temptation? I mean, you know, we're getting whooped and slapped around by temptation all the time. Jesus said, hey, no, devil, <laughs> no. Pride of life, you know, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes. No, it is written. Don't come at me with that. That's not true. It is written. The sword of the Spirit. Not only is it protection, but it's the offensive weapon. Sharper than any two-edged sword. And whatever it is that we're dealing with in our hearts, it can handle it. It's a discerner. It is a protector. It is empowering. Um, we could talk. We could do a month on the Word of God. But uh, thank, thankfully, uh, God has given us some truth here to let us pray. Lord, in this time of decision,